0: netcasts you love
1: from people you trust this
2: This is twit bandwidth for all about android is provided by cashfly at c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y dot com This episode of All About Android is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your new account for six months, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code Android7.
1: about android episode 17 recorded on july 18th 2011 this is your weekly source for all the news hardware and apps for the android faithful i'm eileen rivera
2: i'm jason howell and I'm
3: Richards.
1: Oh, wow it was
2: a little quiet there you my howled apologies
1: yourself totally and then ron was like pipe down Wow.
2: <laughs> i was like really loud and you were really quiet uh, i will uh, overcompensate for the rest of the show and mute myself and uh you can run the show today. How about that, Ron?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Go for I'm it, I'm Ron. I'm prepared to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this week we're going to be t- discussing HTC's patent loss. Jason has the new Toshiba Thrive in-house. That's right. In Ooh. the arena, we've got Find My Phone apps. And I've got a f- sob story to share and some success stories to share.
2: Yeah, we've got a we're decent good. amount of people pitching in on the Find My Phone apps because, I mean, well, yeah, I guess you have a story, but... In order for me to review my app, like I don't have a story. I haven't lost my phone yet, thankfully. So. But we
1: have other people out there who have contributed and sent us emails and uh, responded to some G Plus posts that I've had. So um, we're going to share some of that um, to kind of prove that these apps work yep. and why you should have them. In fact, I think, kind of think you need them all, but whatever. Uh,
2: <laughs> all of them running concurrently. I'm just
1: paranoid now because What's I've it? lost a phone. So now it, I'm like, oh, I need that app and no, this one and this it's one. The
3: wor- we're going to get into it later, but that's the worst feeling in the world. It absolutely, I, once, I once lost a cell phone in a cab in New York City. This is 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. before we had these apps that could help you find it. And it's just the worst. It's like this horrifying pity your stomach feeling that you've lost oh, your phone for some absolutely. reason. Absolutely. I was yeah.
1: sick for. for Days.
3: Yeah, I for
2: remember. months. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. It was awful. I'm over it we'll, now. We'll okay. talk more about it later. Yeah. But yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's jump right into uh, some news. Why not start there? That's what we normally do, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. That didn't go very well. <laughs> hey. All right. So. <laughs> I can edit that. I'll go ahead and edit that. So, if you hadn't heard, uh, last Friday, actually, there was uh, a little bit of a, a, a settlement, or, or ruling, rather. The U.S. and International Trade Commission ruled uh, that HTC infringed on two Apple patents. Analysis of Apple's win revealed that the underlying infringing tech isn't necessarily attributed to HTC alone, though they were the ones that were ruled against in this case, uh, but likely to Android as a whole, uh, which is what the technology is based around. Specifically, how Android implements something they call linkify functionality and what that does is it scans a chunk of data so say you get a text message from somebody it scans that chunk of data detects the regex uh, matches to things like contacts phone numbers that might be within there, addresses urls things like that that it can actually uh, then add a link to and kind of build usability around that so if you get somebody you know send you a text message with a phone number in there the phone number is linked you click that link and it automatically opens up your phone app and dials the number uh that is specific one of one of the main technologies that apple won its patent uh went on so joining us yet again to discuss the potential ramifications of the story is patent attorney and blogger at LitigatingApple.com, matt mccary thank you so much for coming back so quickly uh to the show to talk to us about this
0: oh you bet well things have changed so. yeah <laughs>
2: have they because I know I was, I was kind of going through uh, through this story and reading up on it, and I had to work really hard to make sure that i didn 't ask the same types of questions this time <laughs> around uh, because i don 't know patent stories kind of seem to to carry with them the same uh, general implications uh, in this case though, do you see this as being any more or less significant than the uh, than the Nortel auction story we talked about last week
0: yeah, this is uh you know, a lot of times we see these patents come through, even in the ITC, and um, there's much more hardware uh, claimed in the patents than you might think. So it tends to, it tends to I don't get too worked up over it when I do see some, like this. but this one, at least one of the patents is uh, pretty fundamental uh, to the like you explained it well. I mean, that's that's exactly what it does, and that that is a uh, a pure software feature. So, so in many respects, uh, this is targeting more kind of the fundamental OS feature than it is uh, some of these other patents, which might have been a hybrid between software and hardware. So, it does potentially affect Google indirectly through its OEMs
2: do you, when I when I read about this, it's kind of like, you know, multi-touch, cre- um, similar to multi-touch anyways, uh, creating links within text, to me, seems like something that's a little bit of a no-brainer on mobile platforms. It makes it extremely useful. It's, it's all that I've known since I've moved to a smartphone. Of course, my first smartphone being an Android phone. Uh, and Apple filed for this patent. They filed for it way back in 1999, so it was obviously well in advance of Android, uh, Android's existence. Do you think does something like this ruling target the method used uh, to detect and link to that data, or is it just the fact that it's happening in any capacity on the phone? Would you say?
0: Well, it's, uh, there. There, I, I think the patent was application was filed back in '96. It might have issued in '99. Oh, I see. Um, but the this patent has some kind of wonky hardware um, claims, but but there's a core. Two or three claims that have been found to be infringed, and, and they are really broad method claims, focusing on basically the steps that the phone would perform to actually do what you just described. So, so it's it's a real broad method. Um, and it doesn't get into specifics on how you'd have to do it. So but potentially, now, I still, it's still not gloom and doom, I don't think, because mm-hmm. as you've talked about, it's, it's early on. Uh, it's the initial determination by the ITC's, uh administrative law judge. So there are still steps to go through before it actually becomes anything that HTC has to worry about even. So um, with that in mind, it is, it is much different than, you know. And then some of these other patterns we've seen in these other cases between Apple and Google OEMs.
2: Mm-hmm okay and uh, HTC has kind of already said that they have ways to potentially work around Jeez. this uh, if I'd like they to know what to. those are actually yeah well th- that, that actually brought up a really interesting kind of question in my mind which is just the fact that it really does look like this is like you say a, uh, an implementation in the OS itself versus something that HTC is specifically doing I was talking with Tom Merritt earlier from uh, Tech News Today show and uh, you know he, he basically brought up the point that it's easier for Apple and probably more lucrative for Apple to go after the specific uh, handmaker manufacturers and get them piecemeal. They're going to make a lot more money that way and they're not going up against the behemoth that is Google. But in my mind, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, Google builds its... Uh, its share, you know, it's a uh, mind share and its business around these manufacturers. I, I, I'm just wondering why they don't get involved in order to help save the manufacturers of this case. Is there really anything that they could do to kind of put these at bay so they don't affect other manufacturers?
0: Well, yeah, I don't know what's going on between Google and Apple behind the scenes, and I, I honestly. I don't have any reason to believe that anything's going on.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, really, you know, the, the key to the ITC proceeding, it it's, it's has two really key benefits. One is it's quick, and two, it allows you to get a ban on imports for products. And, and the reason HTC and Samsung and these other companies are being targeted and not Google is because these companies make products that are shipped into the U.S. Google doesn't. Google doesn't make a phone. That that it ships in, and um, on the ITC side, you don't get damages at the ITC. It's just an injunction essentially on the products that are being imported. Mm-hmm. So there's a real good reason why Apple hasn't brought Google into it from that aspect. As far as federal court and damages, yeah, I think there's a, it's a lot easier to tie in uh, reasonable royalties and and damage claims into a phone than somehow try to tie it into an OS that arguably doesn't uh, create a lot of revenue on its own sure. so um, as far as google getting involved you know it's really hard to say you know they didn't make a statement that they would they fully back their manufacturers, and um, I don't really know what that means. I don't know what you can do other than maybe jump in and fund the defenses, or uh, somehow jump on board because they're not a party to the suit. So, <clears throat> um, and they're not being threatened with suit that I know of. So they don't really have a they don't really have a horse in the race.
3: But yeah. ha- just to ch- I'm sorry just to, no, go for just it. to chime in, if, if, the, if the patent is like you said on an OS like a function of the OS, and w- it, doesn't that put some responsibility on Google because it 's running Android, which is the OS they 've developed, and it 's kind of like HTC just is using google 's software, so why wouldn't Apple go after Google in that regard and why go after the handset if it 's purely a software patent?
0: Well, it's not a, it's not purely a software patent. There are claims in the patent that are directed to the software. Um, they, like I said, the, the ITC doesn't, you have to actually focus on a product that's being imported because uh. what happens is the custom agency is the one that actually stops these things from coming in. So you have to have a physical device. Google doesn't have that to target uh federal court that's a whole different thing and and maybe apples just wisely decided not to take on google you know there's a, mm-hmm. obviously that's that's uh that's a big player, not that HTC and Samsung aren't, uh, but it's, it's a different sort of player, I, should, I suppose.
2: It's probably safe to say that uh, if they were ruled successfully here, which, which they did against HTC, that they could probably pull this off against any manufacturer at this point. I mean, Samsung, we know that they're kind of in their crosshairs, Motorola, uh, probably right around the corner. I mean, it's probably safe to say that all these manufacturers are gonna have to deal with this at some point, right?
0: yeah of the patents I've seen, this is the one that's caused me the most pause because I've seen these claims and and they are broad. Um, with that said, these claims are also in suit in other cases. I believe either the Motorola or Nokia case between uh, with Apple yeah so there are a lot of invalidity arguments I'm sure that are going around people trying to invalidate these patents so so it's really early right now this HTC ruling it was problematic for HTC um how it's going to how it's going to kind of flow into the other manufacturers and, and how it's going to affect them is it's just really too early to say right now sure okay
1: well i'm going to have a little fun with this so um android threat level alert last <laughs> dun, dun, dun. week last week we were kind of just dismissive and i'm going to give you three colors yellow orange and red being the worst <laughs> i think last week we were at yellow are we at orange now matt
0: no. No, what's the, color be- what's the color between orange and yellow? Um, kind of, r- kind of orange. In, yeah, we're I in only gave you yours. three. Orid.
1: I was going to go green, uh, blue, yellow, orange, red, give you five levels. But yeah, I need,
0: I, more, I need
2: more I need more levels? We need at yeah. least ten colors. In ten this colors? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll come back. Next time you're on the show, I'll have more colors. It's
0: way me. too like. definitive for an attorney. I have to have more. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> right so I'll- you're going
1: to say in between.
0: Yeah, it's, it's higher than it was last week, but... Yeah. I, I still think it's way too early to, okay. to get too, too worried about it.
2: Yeah, and we've got, we've got some time. They're, they're going to work their way through uh, the kind of negotiations. and, oh. and uh, So I'm, I'm sure we have at least a year before we start seeing the, the instant ramifications. of Well, this we haven't even case.
0: seen the ITC's uh, written ruling, I don't believe. I think it's been announced, but the actual formal written opinion that you'll get from the administrative law judge, mm-hmm. I don't believe anybody's seen that yet. Okay, so you know there's a lot of things that be taken into consideration here, and one of which is what you guys talked about with that s three purchase by um by h t c you know the, the the timing of that was pretty convenient, so you know there's there's some there's some discussion out there on the web of whether or not that that's going to be some uh be used as a tool by h t. c to try to get a cross license with apple
2: sure sounds like it might. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us yet again. Uh, We really appreciate it. uh, I'm sure there will be plenty more bad stories, and we'll probably be knocking on your door yet again.
0: You bet. Hopefully the... the alert system it'll go down a little bit here
2: yeah we'll, we'll uh we'll finalize and, and get get firm on what the uh, alert system actually is <laughs> uh but you can uh you can find matt McCarry uh at litigatingapple.com if you want to uh, find his writings there uh, a lot of posts are up i know I, you had a post over the weekend as well so yeah awesome well thanks again matt really appreciate it all right thanks All right. So that is that. Sounds S- like
3: not entirely doom yeah. and gloom. So should but- I have not sold my phone and bought an iPhone? Like was that a mistake? <laughs> you read that? And you were like, <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. No I, way just, way. I just ran out to the Apple Store and I was just like, <laughs> okay,
1: fine, I, I give, I give. Okay. Yeah. I'd say no. Don't yeah, uh, don't succumb to peer pressure.
2: <laughs> the good thing is uh, you could probably sell the iPhone and uh, get right back into Android. I'm pretty confident <laughs> of that.
3: I didn't actually buy an iPhone. I was kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, so like everybody. Don't yeah. don't. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Hey, piggybacking yeah, on totally the related. patent issue last week, um, uh, Google announced their uh, latest earnings report and they beat the street estimates and had nine billion in revenue. Uh, Larry Page actually on his Google Plus account. You probably are following him. He put his notes all there Uh, I'm just gonna read a few notes to that Um, he says Android is on a tear Um, and he says despite the efforts of some of our competitors there has hasn't been any slowdown Uh, we're really committed to Android and we will support it in a cost-effective manner Uh, and he also mentioned that there were 550,000 Android activations a day that's a lot
2: Boom, yeah. Come watch our
1: show, everybody. You know, (laughs) 550,000
2: activations a day, that's absolutely nothing to sneeze at. What I wonder... Is what makes an activation? Is that an activation coming from the store when you, you know, when they fire up your phone for the first time? Is activation you just reset your OS because you installed a new ROM on it and you're going that's... through the opening mm-hmm. uh, process where you sync your accounts?
3: I've got a that's a really know. good question considering how analytics based Google is. I've got to have got to assume that they're counted like the moment you get the phone and ask you to enter in your your right. Gmail account and it syncs. That's got to be the activation. But yeah. like you said, if you wipe a device and redo it, but that's got to be statistical. It's significance versus the number of people who are buying the handsets.
2: Sure, I would yeah, say the yeah. majority of people aren't rooting and romming their phones, exactly. but, but I will tell you from my own personal experience, if you're rooting and you're romming your phone and you're really into trying new roms and stuff, I mean, you could you could do that multiple times in a day. Trying well, this one, syncing, trying that one, syncing. So I, I mean, not,
3: I don't no. work at Google, but I've worked in product stuff and I would have to say that if I was setting that up, I would count for each individual Gmail account, uh, G- Google account that a uh, uh, an act, uh, activation is associated associated with, you only count it once. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine they have filters where they're d- they're deduping to see, you know, okay, be, this person yeah. activated the first time, but then they activated six more times. Clearly, they were rebooting their phone to do something like that. Still only counted as one. I've got to imagine Google's on top of that, and we don't have a lot of duplicate number counting going on.
2: It's, yeah, it seems uh, yeah. like it would be kind of a, a little bit of a black eye if it was discovered yeah. that Google was touting this number, and then they weren't taking that yeah. type of thing mm-hmm. into effect. So yeah. uh, we can probably assume that. Uh, and then finally, uh, Android 3.2. Ron, you've got the details. <laughs>
3: (laughs) Yeah, so Android 3.2 was released uh, this past Friday, um, and it includes um, some interesting kind of updates, Uh, optimizations around varying screen sizes, allowing uh, developers to better target the range of sizes on tablets, which is pretty cool. Um, It's got a fill screen mode for apps that aren't optimized for the larger screens. And so that way, if you've got an application that was more phone optimized, you can make it fill to fill the entire screen, or you can zoom in so it looks right on a tablet, basically um, increasing the support of applications on the tablets as well um also they've uh one thing that i'm pretty excited about is that uh, they've got media sync from the sd card that allows apps to pull in media directly from the removable sd card if you want to um so you've got a removable storage which is nice
2: okay um, now, I, I guess i understand that when i first read this i was like okay so what is that like what is a real world example of that but i guess it's you've got an sd card filled with 16 the, gigs of of your music library you can bring that finger. along pop it in and have in your them. music app you have an it.
3: SD SD card filled with movies and you want right. to swap out which ones you're going to watch and then cool. your media player can play off the SD card which is really really cool um, but yeah so uh, Motorola said they're rolling out the, the updates to Zooms and I actually just got uh, the update right before the show started oh, um, nice. and, and so the immediate thing I looked at was um, so this is an app and I'm going to hold it up and hopefully the reflection isn't too bad but this is the MLB app uh, you can see my whole apartment look at that um, <laughs> but so that's the MLB app and um, that's the screen you can customize it for the team you're interested in. So in this case, I'm looking at the the Mets, um, the Mets screen. Mm -hmm. There you go. And so down in the lower corner um, on the status bar, there's a little icon that's like four arrows that are kind of like zoom out. Mm-hmm. And you can tap that, and that allows you to choose stretch to fill screen or zoom to fill screen. And what I had when I pulled it, held it up now was the stretch to fill screen. That's what it originally did. But now that I can choose zoom to fill screen, it actually fills out oh. much wider. You see? And I can see the information there. Oh, that looks so. – yeah. That's great. Yeah.
2: And it kind of scales it yeah. up so that yep. – before, yep, exactly. before, would the text have all been pretty small and oh, it's tiny connected. as hell. But yeah.
3: now, but the interesting thing is, is that um, there still is like on the applications I've noticed the ones I've looked at there's th- there can be some text overlapping and formatting because the app isn't natively made right. to do this. They're they're you know they're manipulating the application to fill the, t- the text area. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I've got the box score of the ball game and they've got the line of the pitcher is overlapping with the scores. So there are little quirks here and there, but it does make these phone apps much more usable on the. Tab. Tablet. On the so,
2: bigger screen,
3: uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind yeah. of
2: mirrors the, the iPad has the two uh, X feature that does kind of s- something similar. And I mean, really, for for Honeycomb in general, this just makes a a whole bunch of apps that you could run, but maybe they weren't yep. as enjoyable to run on the tablet. Now it kind of makes them all fit. From what I understand, app makers don't have to make any changes to their apps <laughs> if it's if it's a phone app for it to work in this way. I wonder with you, with you saying that there's some overlapping, if there's some uh, some kind of Uh, Adjustments that they can make there to avoid that.
3: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't some sort of dev update or dev spec that, that developers can do to to make it as optimized as possible right. but yeah I mean it's it's already I mean instantly it's already made that MLB app way much usable, made, made much way much more usable because now I can actually tap on words because they weren't so tiny on the screen and that totally. sort of thing um, and that was the one difference when you look at the iPad versus the Android tablets <laughs> like on the iPad i couldn't stand when you installed iPhone apps and you get that little box and I always zoomed them out um, and I thought it was neat that Android never gave you that little box that it just Stretched them to fill the screen. But then a lot of the apps became near, not, not totally unusable, but more difficult to use. Sure. Um, so yeah. So, but then it's also interesting. We were talking before the show, I installed Google plus on this tablet and that stretches to fill the screen. And there's no zoom option. Um, because there's no there's no tablet optimized Google Plus app yet, so I'm using the one for the phone on the tablet. But yet it doesn't for some reason it doesn't have the, sh- the zoom option. So yeah,
2: I wonder why that is.
3: Yeah, I think it's because considering it's such a new update, I think we'll see more updates in specific apps and people kind of falling in line and developers figuring out how to handle it. Sure. But it's a neat it's a neat little adjustment. It's really easy to use, really easy to flip. Um, when you change the size, there's no lag. It just pops and it and it
2: expands and um, it's a pretty nice update. So. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's uh, get a couple of emails. We thought we'd uh, do some follow ups from last week. Uh, we definitely got a lot of feedback about things that we talked about last week. First up, uh, Cy Wizam wrote in to say, uh, looks like Google Voice has some answers for the spam telemarketer email from our July 11th show, which is actually pretty cool. This uh, blog post <laughs> came through the day after the episode. And uh, essentially, what they are doing is um, they are allowing you to go into the calls tab of Google Voice settings and check global spam filtering and that will allow you to have numbers uh, that are flagged as spam go directly to your spam folder without hitting your phone at all so it can avoid kind of your recent calls list which is what the emailer last week was was asking to do so uh, it's as if they were listening to the show do you think (laughs) Uh, probably not Um, all right so there's
1: been a couple of changes I can't think of it right now, but, you know, <laughs> stuff has happened after our show. And yeah, then like, the change happens. Yee. Like, mm, were they listening Whoa. to us? <laughs> oh, I know we were complaining about, oh, I don't know, something about yeah. Android. Whatever. And then Andy Rubin came out with something. I don't know. I like to think maybe someone's listening.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're totally listening to us, totally. (laughs) Totally, yeah. Yeah, All right, Uh, next email actually uh, is from Brian, who wrote in following up on the whole uh, in-app purchases quandary, Um, if you have kids uh, using apps and being afraid to uh, make tons of purchases within the applications themselves. um, Brian points out there's an application uh, called App Protector Pro that's in the Android marketplace for $1.99, and basically it allows you to password protect in app purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's a great way to avoid uh, running up a big tab of buying, you know, virtual goods and things like that, while your five-year-old just hits all over the, the <laughs> application. Uh, so that's a good tip. And then um, apparently there was an app uh, that was called ZDBox.
2: Yeah, I covered that I guess, on yeah. I think episode three. I believe it was like an all-in-one utility app that also allowed you to protect password protect apps. So this is kind of like that feature. Uh, by itself, essentially.
3: I can't be expected to remember every show. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> well, it's no. okay. I'll remember my apps. If you remember yours. <laughs> fair right. enough.
3: Fair enough. No, but it's nice to see that there there are options in there, and that 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 problem of tapping away and making purchases. There's a little bit of protection. So if you're worried about that, check out App Protector Pro or ZDBox, and that way you can avoid those uh, running up those charges. Cool.
1: Okay, and then the uh, last email. Um is referring to our discussion on the Asus transformer uh and
3: it was like an overwhelming number of emails yeah i i don't yeah. want to
1: just credit sean there was many other listeners who said you guys the asus epad transformer is less than the ipad yeah. uh and is not as expensive as what we were making it uh well, what we were saying last week. So, so we're correcting that right now.
3: Yeah. I like it was not as expensive as we were making it out to be, as <laughs> if we're trying to disparage the product or something. It's like... No, I don't know. That was it. a bad, poor
1: choice of words, but um,
2: okay. I, w- so I will go correction. ahead and say it's, it's hard to keep track of all the the price uh, points <laughs> of all the of devices products. out there. We got that one wrong. Sorry.
3: Yeah, there are a lot of products we look at, oh, especially these tablets. Like, I feel like there's a new tablet every week and I especially Asus who puts out a lot of products out there and so it happens. It's okay.
1: That said, I still want to try the iPad Transformer.
2: I would love to try the iPad yeah. Transformer. I mean, people that are, that are a fan that have it, I mean, yeah. they'd swear by it. It's, Ab- just, absolutely. it's one of those tablets that I keep hearing people oh, yeah. they absolutely love the We want laptop.
1: to give it love. We just haven't tried it yet, but we will. Yeah.
2: eventually we're, we'll get there we're one working of these on days. it we'll get there here on right.
1: Asus we're working
2: on it <laughs> that's right <laughs> alright well let's uh, take a quick break and uh, thank our sponsor Squarespace.com the fast and easy way to create a high quality website or blog if you haven't used Squarespace uh, I think we all have a Squarespace uh, website yeah, at this point yeah you show right?
1: my new one I oh, made sure. it using it? the code Android7, yes. What is this? Uh, it is EileenTV.Squarespace.com.
2: That doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> well, space. yeah, and it was really easy to, to set up. It took me n- no time, and I, I haven't spent a lot of time with it. I only have one post, and then I put my Twitter account on there. I'm going to add some more things on the uh, right uh, column there. But it's pretty simple. Uh, uh, did, did I not get the right one? EileenTV.Squarespace. <laughs> oh, that's
2: so funny. I misspelled Squarespace. Oh. <laughs> I got a link farm. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you've got a, ooh, it's oh, a pretty, no. pretty bad it, one, too, has, like, all these. <laughs> all right, I got it, I there got it, is. it.
1: Look. I put a picture. <laughs> and it just said, hello, world, and feel free to comment. It's very easy, and I'll, you know, I think I'm going to change up the header, going to add more tabs, um, and have fun with this, so, um, and I'm going to uh, import my uh, WordPress uh, blog here, and I know I've already done that with another site, and it's really, really easy to do. Ron, what's your website?
3: Uh, ronxo.com, and that is where I post my monthly music mixes, mm-hmm. and I also post uh, videos of bands I see live. It was supposed to be my own personal blog, and for some, and after four months went mine I realized the only thing I wrote about was music. So now it's become my de facto music.
1: thing Oh, cool! Yeah. There you yeah. go. So and Jason,
2: you- that's your personal blog too, right? Yeah, I have a personal blog, uh, JasonHell.net, and, and I mean the reason I chose Squarespace was because of just how easy it was to put it together. I didn't want to have to spend all this time, you know, managing uh, the website and using Dreamweaver to construct it, pretending like I knew how to design a web page when I actually didn't. It was a nightmare before Squarespace actually just kind of allowed me to go in there. It's very kind of widgety in that you can you can find uh, objects and place them right on the page, and you mm-hmm. can you know just drag and resize them, uh, shrink them, uh, change, you know, overall blanket uh, formatting for Mm -hmm. your entire web page or even very specific parts. Like you have a box and you just want that one to be very different from everything else. You can make all those changes if you're into CSS and you really know how to kind of get in there and customize it. uh, You can do that as well. It just makes everything really simple. It has all these uh, like social widgets like Mm -hmm. Twitter um, and you can use those very creatively, either showing your entire feed or taking your last one and featuring it. If you go to uh, SarahLane.com, she also has a uh, Squarespace mm-hmm. uh, page. And using, I believe, the Squarespace Twitter widget, she's done this really cool thing where there's a, like a speech bubble coming from her mouth and her latest tweet appears in the speech bubble and it mm-hmm. just looks really slick. So Squarespace kind of allows you to do a lot of really visual enhancements to the page right. as well as just being powerful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's very cool. Uh, you can get a free trial if you go to squarespace.com and use the uh, offer code Android7. Uh, again, that's squarespace.com, offer code Android7. No credit card is needed. Just try it out. Start uh, building your website. Then if you decide to purchase it, use that and you get six months, 10% off of your account. So squarespace.com, use the offer code Android7 and... Uh, Check out Squarespace. We all love it. I I think it's a fantastic service, and I'm always stoked when I see it uh, come up on our screen as a sponsor.
1: Yeah, thank you, Squarespace.
2: That's right. All right, let's move on to hardware.
1: So speaking of tablets and how many tablets are there, this is one tablet that I'm looking forward to. Uh, apparently, there are rumors out there, I don't even know what the rumors are anymore, I'm pretty sure it's true. Amazon is planning to have a tablet computer out by October. And... Um, Here's some of the specs that I'm reading. No camera, maybe around a $300 price point, which would be good. Nine-inch screen. Uh, and at the same time, Am- Amazon does plan to introduce two updated versions of its black and white Kindle uh, in the third quarter. And uh, one of them will have a touch screen, which the models don't currently have so uh anybody takers i'm gonna get one i, I well i, I don't want to wow. say i'm gonna get one and i have to know all the specs but i'm i'm oh i'm rooting for him
2: you're gonna get one who, who i'm rooting are you, for him. Who are? i
1: mean i i buy the the, the music there i yeah. buy the movies and the tv shows already there my media is gonna be there right so they've got the library um i the camera thing i know some people um when i uh put a link out on G Plus about it. Some people are like, why do you need a camera? Well, there's some apps that you could use with a camera, you know? Um and barcode scanners and photo apps and things like that that would be kind of useful um, so I don't know I mean that may be a drawback but $300 if it's really around that price 300, <laughs> that's, 350
2: that's a ridiculous price, uh, price maybe price that is, won't
1: be the reality yeah it's hard Nine to say 9 inch screen yeah. pretty you know it's a good size um, I'm excited by it
3: I'm, I'm with you I mean I, I, I think behind Google Amazon is like the number two brand that I have affinity to or loyalty mm. to mm-hmm. um, I purchased all I, I like I purchased all my music on Amazon. Um, really, then I upload it to Google Music, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, and I, I love what they, I love what they've done with uh, with digital. You know, making digital files available. Yep. The Kindle Kindle app is amazing. Um, and the only thing that's kept me from wanting a Kindle has just been the the I don't like e-ink, and I don't like the the limited device. I want a device that's that's flexible. And you give me an Amazon device that's that's running Android, that's a tablet. I'm there. I mean, like I'm right there. Yeah, I think that, you know, yeah. and no like I've yet to, I've cam- I've ta- you know tablets all over my apartment, and I haven't used the camera on one of them yet. Yeah. So I think I can live without the camera, personally. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things where all the other tablets have it.
3: So uh, if, we, if all know. the other tablets are jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you?
1: Oh, Ron. <laughs> no, but but at three, <laughs> I mean, so like so with a nine-inch screen and a
3: camera, like a, a front-facing and rear-facing camera, is that enough to add a hundred bucks to the price? I mean, does then then it is it that much more? You know what I mean? Like all these trade-offs we make in terms of specs affect the 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 actual price of itself. Yeah. You know, like the, I mean, the, Nook, the Nook is two fifty is two hundred fifty dollars oh, because it doesn't have a camera and it doesn't have a bunch of things that it's not as much of a processing power as the other tablets. I mean, you want you know these monster machines? They're gonna. You're gonna It'll cost money so
1: well and yeah. i also have an eight megapixel camera on my phone so you know I'm, right. I'm good to go but uh you know i just like my options that's all i'm saying it'd be nice
3: it'd be nice if google made chrome from phone to tablet like yeah. because if you had if you were like you were scanning a qr code or a barcode and you pulled up the page and you wanted to pull it up on your tablet that'd be cool if you can route the cameras read it. i'm sorry now i'm going out there but yeah oh
1: i'm sure there's <laughs> going to be like wi-fi whatever yeah. um yeah you, Ron,
2: you bring up a really good point, though, is that it, because when I really think about what I've done with the Galaxy Tab or mm-hmm. what I really do with the, the tablets that I've kind of had a chance to review, speaking of, I'll talk about one in a, sec- in a second, um, you're right. Like, do I ever take a picture? Tony, Tony one of the ed- editors upstairs uh, the other day, asked me, how, how well does your Galaxy Tab you know, take pictures? And I'm like, I, I don't know, I've taken like three pictures with it. Like.
1: I it's, think it it's not the a killer, perfect, killer
2: app. Why, why is it? it there seems I, to be no use case for me to be carrying the tablet around with me and then taking pictures with it. You know I, what I, I
1: mean? I, I, I'm going to say because there's not a killer app for that camera. And when there is, then you're going to want one. No, that's but I don't, I mean, so. yeah, I don't think Yeah, that's
3: a so. good point. I go, to, I go to a lot of events that have people taking photos, whether they're comic conventions or tech conferences or things like that. People taking pictures all over the place. And I remember I saw somebody with an iPad 2 taking a picture, and it was the most awkward, like, trying to hold it and get it the right <laughs> angle. And, like, it was just like I, I, just sat, I just sat back and I watched it as these people tried to use the iPad to take a photo. And I was like, you know, this isn't a photo-taking device. It's not. You know, like it's, I can understand like if I did more video conferencing, like if I was using Skype and I want to sit on my couch and I want to talk to my sister or talk to my significant other. That's her, what talk I'm
1: talking to, about. People are going to be using, yeah. people are going to be using tablets for that kind of thing, and okay. I'm just saying, why limit it? You know, yeah. on, the, fact, on now, its first release.
3: Now I kind of want to do that. Now I want to, I want to <laughs> try that use case that we use it for video conferencing and see if I can live without it
2: or not. But yeah. is Skype, uh, is Skype available on the tablet or just the phone? Uh, good question. I haven't used it on my tablet. I no, haven't you haven't tried. So, it. Well, now it I don't zoom, think it works so. on the tablet yet. Yeah, I don't but know. I don't know. Mine's been dead Somebody for a while. Somebody in the chat room so. will tell us here. Yeah. Now stuff.
3: that we can zoom on the tablet, it seems like it would make sense. But anyway, yeah. But uh, I, I think you, I mean you're absolutely right. Is that there's no killer app for the camera where you haven't been like, aha, that's it. Even yeah. I mean admittedly, even on the iPad, maybe FaceTime is. Oh, on you the can iPad? Skype
1: using that though. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. and FaceTime. So yeah, FaceTime. I don't know. Um, just saying. Good points on both sides. I I think it would be good to have
2: one. Sure. That's all. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well speaking of tablets um a curiosity that that I, I think is kind of it's kind of interesting um this uh pictures and video of the sony s1 and s2 tablets have emerged mm. and these are wacky i Look like
1: that dual screen the, yeah, the clamshell thing
3: so that's that's the s2 the s2 is a, like a clamshell dual screen and it's um uh you know this is kind of one of the first exposure i've seen of it and it was just announced to be on at&t um a really kind of interesting clamshell little thickness it looks almost like a like a uh like a playstation if it's closed you know yeah totally yeah, know, um, but also, and these photos don't really uh, just show it as well. But if you show the S1, the S1 has like what they're calling like a magazine fold, which is like mm. a grip along the top. It's a little, almost like, imagine, you know, the Samsung Nexus S, you know, it's got that little bulge. Imagine that at the top of the tablet. And then apparently the bottom's got like bumps and ridges to make it easier to hold on to.
2: Um, yeah, if you do like a side perspective of it, it almost looks yeah. like a long teardrop. That's kind of yeah. the shape. It's narrow at the bottom and a little bit wider and rounder yeah. at the top,
3: which is an interesting ergonomic. Kind of adjustment to make in terms of how you hold the tablet and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I, the dual screen one, I think, is is crazy and awesome. I think that's <laughs> although it's surprisingly thick. I mean, it's kind of weird, but um, uh, it's almost like a big DS, Nintendo DS, almost. Um, but really, kind of interesting. And, and just to see what Sony's going to do. Um, these uh, the the stuff that we took a look at wasn't final software, so I'm curious what the uh, software adjustments they'll make to account for the uh, for the dual screen is. Um, but the the teardrop holding kind of thing. The report is that it's a little plasticky kind of feeling. It's kind of like, it reminds me of the the comments we made about the Samsung Nexus S, where it doesn't feel like as robust as the Motorola Zoom or the Samsung or whatever, Mm -hmm. but Sony knows how to make consumer products, like if this is the way to get tablets into the hands of of the average buyer, maybe you know this could this could be the way to break through
2: so they certainly have a lot of mind share on this when when we when I saw this in the lineup, I was certain we had talked about it before, yeah, but that 's only because it really makes an impression when you see these devices, uh, particularly the s two where you're just like, okay, that is. Different. That really differentiates itself. Now you can see. If you're watching the video, you can kind of see the uh, rounded, kind of teardrop shape of the S1. Um, And it
3: it, it almost makes it almost makes it like a book or a magazine. Like they they made the comparison like a magazine. Like you get a little. Uh, it it uh, um it's lighter when you like as we've seen in the video when they're holding it in your hand, it's lighter on the the tips of your fingers and it's more um th- it's thick inside the palm of your hand so it's easier to hold onto which is really kind of interesting I wonder if they did any research to back this design up mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they must they I must have so. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: well yeah. interesting cool. stuff coming out I of Sony. It.
3: But then also interesting is uh, the Facebook phone, which uh, has the product name by HEC, which I gotta give him credit for. This is a great product name, the HTC status. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs> is out now on at for $49.99, and it's running Android 2.3.3. It's running Gingerbread. It's got a 5-megapixel camera. It's got the whole HTC Sense stuff, um, and it's got a 2.6-inch touchscreen um, with about a 480 by 320 resolution, as you can see in the, in the photo there. Uh, it's got a full keyboard on it as well. So those Facebook-addicted people, all 500 million of them, or however many that are out there, this could be the phone for you.
1: Doesn't it look like a BlackBerry phone?
3: It looks just this like a Black-
1: this is going to be hot in, I don't know, universities, high schools, Forty nine ninety nine. That's pretty cheap. You know, yep.
2: what strikes me about this is it's a, it looks like a BlackBerry and it's a, you know, it's a vertical layout, kind of a candy bar-ish layout, uh, but the screen itself is total landscape.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: and I, I don't know, on a screen that small, being landscape, like if you, t- if you turn your phone and you take it from vertical to horizontal, suddenly a lot of things become more difficult to use. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they've, wor- they've spent more time, and I don't know if this is necessarily, you know, the, the case, but this is what it feels like. They've yeah. spent more time working on how it lays out in a vertical sense on a phone versus in a horizontal, and this screen is very small, so I, I wonder if that'll impede at all. But, uh, I, I, but it's I'm a di- really d- different type of app or uh, device.
3: I'm just really curious about the Facebook integration. And I mean, and honestly, that's, it's, I'm surprised it took this long yeah. for a phone that is like, this is the Facebook phone. And because there are so many, and again, I always make the term normal people. And I don't mean that disparagingly. I just mean people like, not like us who are, you know, into all the new technology and into all these sort of things and trying new, you know, trying Google+, trying, you know, Twitter, trying Facebook, you know, spreading ourselves so thin. There are people out there who their interaction with the web, much like AOL 15 years ago is through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like they go, their Facebook is their homepage, and they go to Facebook, and all their friends are there, and they do all their posting, and they put all the photos. So I'm really curious to see if those people embrace a phone like this, and like not just even the kids, but you know, Facebook has got a huge demo of an you know the older marketplace. You know, like my mother is all over Facebook. Is this the phone for her? It um, might be. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. So, yeah,
2: it feels um, feels more like the uh, the the tween set. Uh, to yeah, me yeah, than, than, your agreed, mo- than your mother using the the. the I status. wouldn't be
3: surprised. I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I mean, admittedly, my mother has to learn that she has to keep the phone on in order to receive text <laughs> messages, but. Uh, there's we're that. baby steps, baby steps, <laughs> but, um, but no, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, at AT&T and at that price point, you're going to see a lot of the kids and a lot of the, the tweens and college kids, but I wouldn't be surprised
2: if the casual user grabs
3: his phone and it's their entry point into the
2: smartphone world. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and to round out the hardware, um, I had a little uh, little gift drop on my lap uh, last oh my week. And it was such a surprise, but it was really cool to uh, get an email uh, uh, saying, hey, would you like to spend a little time with the Toshiba Thrive tablet? Nice. And uh, that, I mean, it just recently released. It's just getting in the hands of people. And uh, so I actually have it right here. And I went ahead and put the, uh, <gasps> the little cellophane uh, cover for this. <laughs> screen back on a because it's not mine i feel like it needs to be there but b because there's so much connectivity around the edges of this that it's a really good way to kind of see where things are you've got your power button you've got your volume rocker those are kind of standard obviously a screen orientation or a screen rotation lock so if you want to lock it uh into you know like book mode uh that's easy to do a back cover lock Uh, so you can remove the battery A full size SD card slot, which, uh, here it's up at the top and that's like, yeah, full size SD. It's not a mini SD, uh, which is a pretty cool feature of this. Like you were saying earlier, Ron, you know, removable media could go in there uh, very easily. You could do a lot with that mini USB port, HDMI port, USB port, full size, uh, that you can plug right into it here. I'll get the latch off so you can kind of see that it's a little hard to remove, but, uh, uh, there hmm. we go. Uh, onto the side, you've got uh, you know your standard headphone input. Uh, one of the things that I don't really care so much—it's got a dock connector at the bottom. But one of the things I don't care care so much about is the charging facility or uh, method, which is kind of like what you get in a laptop Ooh, it's yeah. you know it's a total big uh, power slug um, two piece power supply unit which to me my preference doesn't seem as convenient as what what like the tab does for instance where it has you know a connector for the dock that is kind of a USB breakout which you could plug into anything in, the, in this case you know it doesn't have that dual purpose I guess you have the extra port if you need it um, but you know it, re- it requires that uh, that extra kind of bulky Laptop style power supply, but I'll we'll go ahead and pull this off. So you feel like Ooh. it's brand new nice. Take a Look at that and the power supply the power button up here uh, at the top. There's uh, these li- uh, these Light readouts on the top one is power one is batteries uh, So, you know when you're running out of battery you get an indicator and one is kind of the antennas that you're running uh one thing that's not very intuitive is that the power button you expect the power uh, button to be lined up right with the power light and it's not and on top of that these buttons here are totally flush with the bezel so what i found is if you're using this in a dark environment it's really hard like it's next to impossible to feel for the button and turn it on like I was I was up here pushing because you see the light there and you just want to push right there. It's actually over here. So it takes a little bit of training to to really understand where you're pressing uh, in order to get things to pull up. Um. But the screen it's I feel it's a little I I compared it side by side to my galaxy tab. I feel like it's a little washed out in comparison. But for the most part, it's a pretty good sharp, uh, sharp screen to take a look at the the uh, the sheet on top I don't know I'm not sure actually I didn't I didn't look to see if it's Gorilla Glass but there's something about the feel of it that's a little different than a lot of the devices that I've used the Gorilla Glass has this very glassy feel this kind of feels like you're dragging your finger across kind of something that's a little bit more plastic and less glass so I found like I was playing a couple of games last night and I had to do a lot of finger tracking on it and almost to the point to where my finger was sticking like you know like rubbing too hard onto the plastic whereas on the glass it would kind of glide a little bit more but I think that's kind of a, a very minor minor gripe on it for the most part it's very responsive very reactive uh, there is a little bit of Toshiba wear that's kind of installed into the device this app place which you know is kind of of its own app store as you can imagine and there really isn't a whole lot to be found there maybe they'll bulk that up at some point it doesn't look like it's loading um you've got to start start place which is like news book place where you can buy new uh buy books as well um but you know, for the most part, I think, I think nowadays, when you're talking about tablets that run Honeycomb, it's less about the underlying OS, because they're re- really all Honeycomb tablets are running a vanilla version of Honeycomb, so they're all going to be very similar. And Toshiba Thrive really kind of differentiates itself based on its form factor and its connectivity more than anything. If you see the back here, it's kind of rubberized, which uh, allows you to kind of grip it a little bit better. Um, I would say the downsides to this, though, is that it really kind of feels like it feels somewhat hollow. So when I'm holding on to it, I almost feel like I'm bending the back (laughs) by just holding on to it. And there's something about that hollowness when it's in your hand that kind of makes it feel a little bit less, I don't know, less durable. But but I have no reason to expect that it isn't necessarily for just that very reason. I think the connectivity options also give it a little bit of its bulk and a little bit of its weight as well. I think, in all reality it 's actually a little bit bulkier and minorly heavier than the zoom, but the strange thing is it doesn 't really feel like that like the zoom felt heavier, and i don 't know if it 's a distribution of uh, of weight throughout the tablet that 's different or what it is, um, but it definitely doesn 't feel as as heavy as, as my recollection of the zoom uh, was uh, but you know overall I actually. I, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, th- there is one thing that's that's worthy, you know, worth mentioning at this point is that it's having some power supply issues. There's some uh, reports basically saying that, um, where is that, that these power bugs are happening where if it goes into a sleep mode for a certain period of time, it might never wake up. Oh, no. And you have to do a hard restart in order to start it up again. And I hadn't had any of those issues until this afternoon when I tried to turn it on after it had been uh, re- you know in sleep mode all night and it wouldn't turn on I actually had to do a hard restart so it happened to me too Uh, hopefully Toshiba is working on a fix that's going to be pushed out at some point but all in all I think it's an interesting form factor it brings something new to the table Um, I like the thinner tablets personally so I like it to be a little bit uh, lighter and, and everything but if you uh, check out the show notes at twit.tv/aaa you'll see a whole post that that i put into google plus and uh, just a number of supporters and people that you know got it and love it. People that got it that don't, you know, and don't really care for it as much, and kind of what their reasoning is around that. And uh, I think it's it's worth reading through if you're considering the Toshiba Thrive. And uh, I I don't know, Eileen, should I pass this your way so you can kind of get get well, to play with it? Well,
1: um, I would love to play with it, but I'm going to be gone this. Oh week right, Comic Con. Um, can I play with it next week? When do we have to return it?
2: That's a good question. I, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: would love to play. <laughs> but with it I haven't heard
2: anything on either side, so okay. we'll just go ahead and say yeah, sure. Okay,
1: if, cool. I'll play with it next week. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Absolutely, I'm excited. So that's
2: Toshiba Thrive. Uh, check it out. I guess I should mention the de- the specifics real quick. Eight gig is 429, 429 dollars. 16 gig is 479. 32 gig is 579, and that's a Tegra 2 processor inside. Uh, so it feels you know snappy like the Tegra 2 tablets usually do. So that is that. What are we moving on to next?
1: Apps, apps. Jumping right into
2: the apps. Here we go.
1: Okay, well, first up, um, the big announcement last week. Well, one of the big announcements. Spotify has launched in the US, so those of us here on this side of the world can finally try it. And uh, there are three tiers there's free, there's an unlimited plan for $4.99, and premium music $9.99, which gets you the app. And that's what I'm going to show you today. So, um, I don't know. What do you guys think of Spotify so far? First of all, to connect to friends, you have to connect via Facebook. Um, And, uh, you know, I've played a little bit with it. I'm a big RDO fan, and I've been using RDO for the last six months. Um, It's hard for me to think about switching. I just, you know, I need that killer thing that'll say, oh, I'm going to switch. And uh, the music quality on uh, Spotify is great. Uh, You could scrabble to last FM. Um, It does eat up a lot of data when you're streaming, so be careful. I'm going to show you the app right now. And um, first, I'm going to start with the widget there. Here's the widget. Oh, no. Okay. And then I'm going to just open that up. And the first thing that you're going to see on the home page is your inbox, your library. Now, I I will say that I haven't played with this that much. I only launched um, or I only bought the premium uh, service the other day. So I haven't uh, done any sync with any of my tracks.
2: so and it's just stuff that's sourced within Spotify. Yes, that is correct. Not your own library,
1: right? So you see, <laughs> pathetic. Seventy-one tracks, and I've only starred one. There's my local music here, and I have some playlists. What's really cool is you can edit your playlist on the go on your on your um, on your site. Now here, if I go to my summer 2011 um, playlist, and I see, oh, why is this? not, um, it's, it's not highlighted cause it's a Beatles track and I need to, they don't have, uh, Beatles on their, uh, library. That's iTunes, Apple only. So it so. matched
2: that track from your library and did and, and, and th- said, well, we can't match this to anything in our library. You'll have to add it manually. Exactly.
1: So I have to actually manually sync my device and put that song on my device in order for it to play on the Spotify app. Um, and then there's some other sections here. What's new? They, give you some new albums to look at, uh, top tracks. This is all the stuff that you see on the desktop version, and even a feed. So, oh, my friend Dana loves this song by Colby Calais. Uh, I don't see a lot of people um, in my feed, and I have a lot of people who, uh, friends who have signed up on Spotify. I don't know if that's just because you know they 're just not using it or, or whatnot, um, mm-hmm. but uh, i 'm noticing that that feed is it's is early. pretty um, blank uh, searching you have to be really pre- precise if you you know spell it wrong it 's not going to find it for you to say, "Did you mean this?" Uh, which is fine so let 's see i 'm going to search um, oh i 've already did a search for Adele. And you got to search for them in the right um, places. Don't search for Adele in albums or tracks so they won't find it. Oh, there she is. And then uh, there you go. You can see like a little biography here. It's kind of nice. You know, I like the app, actually. It seemed, it's really uh, it's a great UI. Uh, and more, you can just change your settings on how you want to sync over Wi-Fi, over 3G. I'm going to spend a little bit more time with it. I'm, you know, here, why don't I play a song, too, so you could... Uh, Maybe I need to select a song first.
2: One of the things I've really liked about Spotify from what I've seen in the mobile app is just the quality of the stream. It's not, you know, it's pretty decent. If you're doing high quality, it's 160K, which, I mean, a lot of people might might turn their nose up at if they're real audiophiles. But in the realm of, of these kinds of services... To be able to get that on an all-you-can-eat service uh, is pretty good.
3: Yeah, well, I mean that's one of the advantages of Spotify, pr- kind of over audio. Even though audio has been around for almost a year now, I guess maybe I don't know how long audio has been around, but but Spotify has been at it in the in Europe for years now. I mean that's kind of kind of like when Spotify became available here. I, kinda, I was a little snarky on Twitter. P- people saw me because like I had a- I got access to this like two maybe three years ago mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe like oh eight oh nine maybe and like because i wanted to check it out because i was into music and so i kind of saw it and i shrugged i'm like okay cool and then you know and then i never really actively used it even though i had an i you're not supposed to i should I, hypothetically i had an account that worked over here and um <laughs> there uh, we go but yeah. And so, and, and the thing is, it's the same, it's the same argument that, or the same discussion I think that we make with something like RDO or now Spotify versus something like, you know, Amazon cloud or Google music or local music is that, you know, like the app is really cool. It's got some cool social functions. Um, I do like the fact that Spotify, the app scrobbles to last FM, which seems like none of them do, which is not a surprise because last FM is a British is based in the UK. And so Spotify's or Spotify's Europe. So they, there's some synergy there, but, um, um, mm-hmm you know again it comes down to your limited unless you sync your local music are limited by what's in their library and if you can find holes then it's not going to be the the end all solution that you need or that you want you know so and
1: really my only criticism is I like to use audio for music discovery and I don't think the music yeah. discovery on Spotify is good at all I mean usually when you go to an artist it'll say oh these are similar artists and there's a recommendation yeah. tab and all of that stuff when you go to an artist it doesn't send you somewhere else that is someone similar or anything on Spotify yet I'm not yeah. saying that that won't happen and I think in um, uh, Europe, uh, they have the radio functions, so you yep. could discover some, we don't have that here in mm-hmm. the U S right. There's a whole so, bunch of things.
3: Like I haven't looked at the, whether the app supports it or not, but I know also they have like collaborative playlists so you can like, so oh, there's a no list. collaborative playlists yeah. here. No. So, I mean like there, there's stuff that there's stuff in the desktop app that shows you the true power of what Spotify has and whether or not it get, it trickles right. down to the, to the, to the Android app, uh, it will remain to be seen. I can only assume eventually they will, right. um that was one of the cool, cool things about Spotify was the radio is the radio aspect and the social aspect of it that you can, you know, share playlists and publish them and things like that. And which audio has as well. but I think Spotify edges that out a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's still, you know, it's, the thing is, it's interesting because everyone's like, oh, Spotify, Spotify, and it's, it's a fully baked product. It's been around for years. It just happens to be now that they have finally made it available in the U.S. This, this is no different than, and I'm sure a lot of our international uh, viewers or listeners will point out that, yeah, we've had this for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so,
1: yeah. Anyways, it's available here and, you know, just wanted to show off the app for those of you who were interested
2: Cool. All right. All right. And finally, I'll get to this real quick because there isn't a whole lot to say about it. But uh, if you have heard, there is a new uh, Android market that has been released and uh, a new so version cool. of the Android market here. I'll yeah. launch it really quick. Um, the main thing to know here is that they officially announced the new version, uh, but it is, they say it's rolling out in coming weeks. But there is a way to actually get the app right now if you want. I have a link to a Droid Life article actually here in the... Uh, in the show notes, I'll put up on the screen, that you can update right now to 3.0.26 version of the Android market. And I mean, it's just, they've, they've completely redesigned the look and feel of it. It almost has a Windows Phone 7 tiles uh, look to he it. Does. Although I don't Very know, if, similar. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they meant to do that or not, or, or what the decisions were around that. But I don't mind it at all. I mean, it's it's super intuitive. It's relatively fast. Everything for the most part works the same as far as search is concerned and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it just looks a lot better, and uh, they've they've really format formed this more around kind of discovery. Uh, again, you know, like top grossing is a column in here. Top new paid. Top new free. A lot of those changes that they brought to the web-based version of the market, they've rolled into uh, the phone app itself. I guess the bi- the bigger question is, does this mean that I'm going to use the phone app more than I did before I don't know I'll still probably use it when I think to use it and I don't have access to the desktop but for me the desktop version is by far and away the best way to search the Android market it's just so easy
3: it's the kind of thing that you use when you have to and it just it's
2: when it's a nice app then it's that much better you know like it's it's kind of funny
3: because when this came out I was looking at the previous incarnations of it and when the first Android marketplace came out it's just amazing to see how far it's gone even before this release um, so yeah, I mean it's just when you're out on the road and you don't you can't get access to the desktop, you're gonna have to use it. So if it's a little better, then that's great.
2: Excellent. All right. Well, should we uh, just go right to the arena? I or? think it's time. Yeah, it's it's time to jump into the arena and see what it has in store. To enter one lives the Android Arena last week just a real quick we talked about what was it it was battery the batteries. saving apps. that's right battery saving apps you
1: guys didn't like that so much well well I, I, some of you <laughs> didn't some of you didn't there were some success stories with people using some of our apps totally well, mainly yours jason oh okay <laughs> well
2: that would uh, that would bear true actually if you look at the vote yes. uh, the poll from last week battery saving apps <laughs> your favorite juice defender wins with 54% green power in second place at 18% and battery foo Six percent. I, I keep drawing the stinkers, man. What's up with that?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Ron. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I don't think
3: I'm not. And I know I'm not going to win this week either. So oh, it's are uh, you sure? I'm <laughs> positive. I'm positive. Oh,
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> I know a lot of people that use yours. Yeah. Oh, uh, and man. I got some pity votes. So thank you, everybody, for green power pity votes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got a few.
2: So this week, we are actually going to talk about uh, apps that allow you to locate your phone. So should, I almost... Should we I almost, start with Eileen's story? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, yeah. let's start with Eileen's story. Maybe you could talk about your app first, uh, even though we okay. don't have it in the dock. that way. I meant to switch it around. So why don't you go first? Uh,
1: kind of embarrassed. I mean, I've, alo- I've talked about it a little bit already, but um, God, I just, I've never lost a phone in my entire life until last March this year at South by Southwest, and maybe... Maybe I just shouldn't be carrying two phones. I don't know. But, um What well, happens yeah. to the best of us? Yeah, lost it in a cab, and here's what happened. I followed it using my app, Lookout on the map, because you could do that. I had the free account. I didn't have the premium, unfortunately. Um, And then I uh, also was following it on Google Latitude, because it was attached. That's one app we're not talking about today, but I think it's also kind of useful in in this sort of find my phone Yeah, uh, it's not used
2: specifically for that, but But, it could be.
1: Yeah, I actually did use it for that one time, and I found it in my car. But anyways, um, so I was tracking in on the map, and i was calling the cab company i I think this was just a result of not getting good service fine whatever uh... i was completely devastated at the time and i'm calling the cab company i'm like this, I see my phone, I have an app on it. It's not the first time they've heard of this issue uh, apparently, but they couldn't call the particular cab. Now I didn't have the cab number or the name of the person and I had just gotten dropped off um, at my hotel. So this is really, really frustrating. Um, So I'm watching and watching and I know the battery's going to die soon and I know that we're just going to, you know, if someone's going to steal it, they're going to wipe everything. Fine. And that's exactly what happened. Put in a police report um, and, uh, you know, nothing happened yet. But, you know, at the time when I did, they said, well, this has happened before, you know, it's good that you have these kind of apps. Okay, great. So I thought I had a little bit of, you know, a, oh my goodness, they might find my phone. Um, Didn't happen. Um, Now, I, uh, I'm just, I'm chopping out a bunch here with this story because I I did lose a phone. I never got it back. What's interesting is my app is Lookout and you can use the the app, um, the free service, or you could pay $2.99 per month premium, which I do now because I'm completely um, afraid that I'm going to lose uh, this phone. And uh, what you get for the free service is that, um, let me see here really quick. You can't, you get your, uh, besides finding your phone. Um, you find your phone, you can locate it on the map using um, my com. And you can also use something called scream. So when you log on and I'll demonstrate this in a little bit, you, when you log onto the website uh, with your account and you're looking for your phone, you can hit a button and it says, S- would you would you like to scream? And you, you just say yes. And then all of a sudden it takes a little bit. So I'm going to log on right now and um, show you. Um, and then it just does this sort of alarm. And that's kind of good if you lose your, um, yeah, phone at home sure um just logging on really quick um and uh, some other things that you get for free is you could do a, uh, a backup of your pictures and contacts. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, contacts backup backup for the free service, not for photos. That's for the premium. Uh, you can also restore your data with the free service. Um, there's also an antivirus, anti-malware, anti-spyware um, option here for the free service. And it just every time you download an app, it checks to see if the app is you know could possibly be something that you don't want to have on your phone um and uh, then there's also some standard support now i'm gonna go ahead and do the scream here so you guys can know what it sounds like Hmm. and looks like so um jason i don't know which um uh slide it is but one of the slides you can actually see the button for scream on there i actually had to photoshop some of the screens because i didn't want to (laughs) phone numbers are on there um Okay, so I am here. going to hit...
2: It's a lot on this yeah, Oh, there, there it is.
1: is. So, there, so there's locate, so you can locate it on the map if you um, lose your phone, and then there's also scream. So I'm going to hit that button right now, and it's going to take a few seconds. What's interesting, too, is when I lost my phone, um, you see there on the left-hand side, if you're looking on the, um, on the video, there's two Android bugs there, and one of them is my current phone that's on top. Here you go. Here's the scream.
2: Oh, that is actually the scream. <laughs> I was gonna be like, wait, there's no fire truck going by my apartment. Here, can you Hang see on. It? Yeah, show this.
1: <laughs> that's a hilarious.
2: I th- I was like, wow, I've never heard a- an alarm like a siren <laughs> that loud. And it's in here.
1: vibrating too. Okay, so I'm gonna stop it. But that's. Please. I don't know how long it, it can go for but okay so that's one option for the free um, and I know that there have been success stories we'll read about it later. Okay oh, we go back to that screen really yep. quick. So on the left hand side you'll see um, that's the phone uh, on, on the top the, the bug Android on top and on the bottom there's another Android. There's the second phone that is actually my lost phone with a new phone number. And I gave that phone number to the police, and um, I don't know, I think it's lost. I just, I'm not oh, interesting. gonna, yeah. But I have but the number. and
2: permanently I, tied to. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, How th- you have not called that number I yet is beyond call. me. I don't wanna call. I don't wanna tip off, I don't wanna, I don't know. Tip I'm just, off, I guess yeah, I'm, it was in March. I know, and I, I have totally a new phone. totally call, call me. Me like, really? you stole my
3: phone. <laughs> What's up with that? But no, and but like, what
1: if the person didn't steal, st- um, steal the phone? It just got, yeah. s- you know, sold. But. Right, so just tell them that you bought
3: a stolen phone. Like, I, I don't know. You think I should
1: call it? Uh, I mean I guess like
3: but you know no sense of crying over spilled milk enough time has passed that's it. I know that's right? the thing clearly the police I mean and I don't mean to disparage police or anything like that but it's not this isn't a big enough crime to deal exactly yeah
1: I know
2: there was a so lot
3: that's, bad that's, luck for you yeah but. exactly
1: that's kind of my point in, yeah. in all of this I but gu- I
2: guess the, the bigger question is can you wreak havoc on them can you wipe the phone that's what on them? I'm talking about yeah? I yeah. tried
1: to wipe the phone now it says to me that oh um, you know they might have disabled oh yeah yeah but they're still able to Track. I have the phone number. It's just uh,
2: that's so there's funny.
3: so much you can do with the phone number. I mean, hypothetically, I'm just saying. I like...
1: don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I want to know the person on the other line. Aww. What if it's it's scary is, criminal or something this
2: is, this is like scruples i love it this is like oh this is like ethical dilemma yeah, i know right
1: oh no yes it shows locate well it shows the city of the phone i'm looking at our chat room right now it shows the city but um doesn't show you me don't the get exact a street address right there. but no, you have the
3: Phone no. number you can phone number you can get the street address in like 20 in like 10 minutes of that
1: Okay. So anyways, (laughs) you guys can write and tell me what to do. Uh, In the premium service, you could lock the phone, prevent use of the device. You could also uh, remote wipe it, which I didn't have at the time, Um, but I had a lock screen and all that stuff. So hopefully, you know, I don't know. I'm... Thankfully, nothing has happened yet. Also, with the premium service, you could back up your pictures, uh, which it just does automatically, which is really, really nice. Um, and there's a few other premium features that I really like. It is expensive, though. Um, you could transfer your data to your new phone with it. And um, you can block phishing and malicious websites, apparently, with the premium site, which I haven't taken advantage of yet. But um, so it's,
3: it's free to use, but it's three bucks a month to, to use with the premium service? Yes. That's kind of like buying insurance.
1: It kind of is, Almost. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and because, know that I have, you know, this sort of psychological issue now with losing my phone, that's why I've paid for it.
2: Do you feel do you feel safer that you pay for it? You now? know,
1: it's one of those things where if I didn't pay for it, I'm going to lose the phone. And if now that I'm paying for right. it, I because won't Because you're
2: doing it. something about it in advance, it'll never happen. That's yeah. what I think.
1: Probably. I think it's a great app. And, um, you know, you could back up whenever you want. Um, it's, it's very clear and easy to use. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. And I've had it, uh, and I totally recommend it. Nice. That's Lookout.
2: Lookout. That's a very well-known kind of security app for the phone. I've heard a lot of really good reviews about it. So, uh, I'll go ahead and take the next one. Uh, this was actually it's it's a ninety-nine cent app called Seek Droid, and it was actually featured very recently on uh, on the Amazon. Uh, app store as one of their free apps and uh, when it came by i was like oh okay well i'll try it because i've not i don't have any of these installed on my phone yet and uh why the heck not that's the beauty of the amazon free app thing it's like all right i'll download it and see what it's all about and it's actually pretty sweet it's similar to the functions that lookout has um but it, I would say it's maybe a little bit more uh, stripped down. It doesn't offer the full solution that Lookout does. Uh, so we'll go ahead and switch over here. Oh, let's see here. Let's see. All right. So Seekdroid, logging in. There's not a whole lot to look at when you're looking at the phone specifically. It's just basically you know a lot of setting up setting up uh, your device. You can you know register it or deactivate it so that Seekdroid isn't active on your phone at that particular time. Uh, Uh, push messaging registration um, if you're having trouble communicating with your device. Um, You can enable things like uh, wiping the phone from seekdroid.com they have a website that you can log into and control uh, all of these wipe functions and, and location functions but before your phone is taken it's good for you to go in here and, and make these settings You know, set your password that's used to access uh, seekdroid.com uh, enable the things that you want to have control over wiping do you want it to wipe just your phone but leave the SD card alone do you want it to wipe the SD card leave your phone alone or do you want it to just wipe everything uh, call history settings this I actually think is really cool it enables you to retrieve the recent calls from your phone so if it's taken and whoever it is has your phone is making phone calls you can pull back from the website uh, the latest calls that have come through on the phone I'd show it, but it would show you all of my phone calls. Uh, so just trust me <laughs> that it works. Um, but okay, so here is the Seekdroid website. That's that's basically all the setup that you do on your phone. It's uh, kind of very very specific in what it does. There's a locate button here. You you can see that there's a, a full Google map that's constantly kind of you know checking in. Um, Uh, on your whereabouts if I hit locate right now it'll attempt to locate last time was five hours ago and I'm pretty positive it's gonna tell you I'm still in Petaluma that's just a guess but you know we'll do it anyways just to see (laughs) but Uh, are you are you actually (laughs) it appears that I am (laughs) and it's accurate within 2,176 meters so uh so it shows me in in Petaluma so that's nifty you can get that uh that reading uh, you can get it on GPS. It would be very accurate. You can get it on Wi-Fi. It would be a little less accurate. Depends on how you have it set up. Um, if you, It also has an alarm function, like Lookout. If I click Alarm, it'll actually display a message on the phone. So I'll go ahead and click Send. And there we Here's go. There's yours. <laughs> Boom, that was quick. Got to say. And I get a little message on my phone that says, Please help me find my owner. <laughs> That's so, so cute. So this is like this is like you, you dropped it in your couch. I'll oh, silence that. You dropped it in your couch or you left it at your seat at the theater or something like that mm-hmm. and this is a way for you to kind of signal, you know, to someone to help you out. I don't know if this is necessarily a way to get somebody that stole your phone busted. I don't think it's really going to do anything except make people think he has a, you know, they have a, an annoying ringtone. Um, cell phone info is what you can do to pull back your recent calls. It pulls back your serial number. Uh, a bunch of identifying uh, details about your phone and it pings for it at that point so uh, you know if there have been new calls in the last 24 hours it'll get the most current uh, information there Uh, in the advanced column you've got hide and what hide does is there's no real way from what I understand there's no real way for seek droid to hide itself from your app drawer entirely it's always going to be within your app drawer uh in or just installed on your phone obviously in order to work it's always going to be there but what they can do is they can kind of hide it from you so if, from what i understand if you go into the market if let's say i stole this phone and i go into the market and i notice that seek droid is on there and i try and uninstall it it's going to look like it uninstalled but what's ha- actually happened is seek droid has done whatever its magic is to hide the app so it's still running but it's not actually uh there it looks like you've completed an uninstall when in fact you haven't so that's kind of nifty uh, There's a lock feature, of course, that you can click uh, to lock the phone up. And, you know, I I think when you click that, oh, no, it's locked. Uh, No, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, But you enter, you know, a lock code, you confirm it, and then I would be the only one that would know that code in a perfect world. I'd finally retrieve my phone and actually be able to unlock it. And then finally, there's your wipe option. And this ties directly into how you have the phone set up, uh, you know, whether you want it to wipe everything or just your phone or just your SD card um, so it's a little bit like I said a little bit more stripped down um, one thing that I that I learned through this experience and it's detailed in their FAQ and actually makes a lot of sense actually in a strange way ties into last week's episode about battery management and I was looking for a way to remotely activate GPS because I was thinking I don't keep GPS on my phone on on my phone because in my mind I'm saving battery life um, so I wanted a way through this website to say activate GPS so that I get a more specific location in the tracking feature and apparently that's an option that SeekDroid used to have. It doesn't have it anymore because in 2.3.3 I believe it is, Google removed the ability for app makers to do that because they're dispelling the myth and I totally fell for it and I think I even said it on last week's episode that when you hit the GPS button on your, your power widget or in your settings here I'll show you So when you hit this GPS button, you're not actually turning on an antenna. It's not actually consuming any more Battery power from your device than if it's on or off. All it's doing is setting a permission for apps that can then use that permission to determine whether they activate uh, services that use that GPS antenna or not. So it's not. But that, that, to- but that still
3: affects your battery, though.
2: Well, it does, but it, yeah. but it changes how you use that button. If you're very specific about the apps that you have installed and you know that you have apps that aren't going to just you know, up and and take that GPS signal all the time every 15 minutes to do it, then, you know, maybe maybe you don't have to have that deactivated because I got to tell you, it's really nice when you open Navigation to just have GPS working for you. We yeah, need I, it, you know?
3: And, and that, that's, the, that, I mean, it's funny because I, I, I read up the same thing about my app, which I'm gonna talk about in a second. I found the same thing that you couldn't enable or disable GPS and I did this exact same research you found. Uh-huh. And, but the thing is, is that like in part, probably it's because I have location turned on in the Twitter app and that's probably the culprit. Um, but I've noticed a distinct difference in my battery life when I turn GPS off yeah. beca- because of it. And understanding that it's not a physical turning on or off of the broadcast, but it's the limiting the access to the GPS signal because they're never, GPS sig- signals are always on, on cell phones, even non smartphones. They're, they're just always on. Um, but yeah, so it's an important distinction to make, but it's kind of mind blowing when you, when you sit down and think about it, you're like, Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's much more on the app level. So totally, totally. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's really it again, that, that app is uh droid. And, uh, I, you know, I think for 99 cents. Uh, it's it's ridiculously inexpensive. You're not paying a monthly fee for it, and it's doing some really basic, useful features for finding your phone, which is what this is all about. So uh, I'm totally going to keep it installed. I don't I don't feel like there's any reason for me to remove it. I like the, the peace of mind, like you said. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's it. Seekdroid.
1: I'm and gonna put that on my. No, I actually have it already. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm paranoid now. So yeah, I have it you all. Got them
2: all. You got a like ball? 90 90 find my phone apps yep. running on your phone. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's, never and a it. one hour battery life for some I know. <laughs> All right, Ron. What's your app?
3: All right, so um, so I pulled. Uh, admittedly, my disclaimer is I'm I'm very busy because I'm prepping for Comic-Con, so.
1: <laughs> oh man, here come the excuses. So, so that said, um, when, we,
3: when we were doing this, I just asked Jason and Eileen, I'm like, what app do you want me to do? And they said, do Where's My Droid? we have got a lot of feedback for it. So I looked at Where's My Droid. Normally I would have preferred to do a little more research and find the app that I felt was right for me. Um, but that said, Where's My Droid? Had a pretty good pedigree. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. over 55,000 ratings. It's got over between 5 million and 10 million installs. And if you look at all the comments, everybody speaks glowingly of it. It's got a 4.7 in the marketplace. And I think I know why it's because people who have installed this app never try anything else. And what? they don't know they don't know what they're missing out on because I was terribly unimpressed by where's my drug um, <laughs> essentially what it is is that um, it's 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 a clever application um, it, just so you know there's no it doesn't look like there's any company behind it it looks like one of those developer project applications where a dude wrote it and has got people supporting it they're donating it um, one thing I actually found really annoying was that when you load the app the first time um, it yes. comes up with a message from our partner partners Mm -hmm. and like it's kind of a push to like you know like it's basically it's he's making money that way it's ad supported but it was kind of like and i don't know why it's not happening on your phone but no i i I
2: think i know thanks to it and it officially went away but But i I once you know thanks it it
3: goes away but i was like oh that's kind of skeevy but anyway but so the way it works is that it's it's um, you set up a various, you set up different um, words or like passwords on your phone for different functions. So you can set up a word for um, finding your phone. You set up a word for a GPS location. Uh, you set up a password to protect it from un- unauthorized app changes. Um, and then you can utilize that word to track the phone. So for example, if I lost my phone and I know my password is goldfish if I text my phone from any other phone with that word, it'll make the phone ring, so you can find it. So if you lose in your apartment, it's that sort of thing. Oh, I um, if I have another word set up, and the, by the way, these aren't the words I'm using on my phone, so don't get clever or anything like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if, you know, but if, if I use the word tablet to text to my phone and it will then send a text back to the phone that you sent the text from with your GPS location, if GPS is turned on. If GPS is not turned on, it'll give you the approximate location based on the cell coverage, that sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of interesting, but it'll also send you not only just the lat long uh, of your GPS location, but it'll send you a link to Google Maps um, so, that, so you can find your phone that way. Um, you don't need to use it just by text messaging, you can set up to uh, have it respond by email. So you can set it up so that you can email your phone, which is essentially sending a text message from email to your phone with your password, and then it will send back the response. Um, so it's a very simple, almost binary kind of aspect of doing it. It's like, I'm sending this word, give me back a response. I'm, you know, like, okay, I'm sending the password to make the phone ring. Okay, the phone rings. I'm sending the password to get the GPS location. Okay, I got the GPS location. Um, there is some ba- uh, beta functionality in the application right now to protect your SIM card, which is interesting. So that's pretty good for stolen phones in terms of people not being able to use your stuff. But again, it's in beta and it's not really, I didn't get a chance to fully test it. But beyond that, I was completely nonplussed because it, admittedly it does what it says it does, in that I can, if I lost my phone, I can send that text message and I'll make it ring and then I can find it. Or if I lost my phone and I send the, send the text message to get the GPS location, I'll know where it is. But I, I, for me, for what I want in one of these applications, I want what you guys had. And I mm. want a nice little screen interface, I want a map, I want to drill down, I want right. to be able to control things from the application. And this is just purely, looks like a hobbyist kind of project. Um, it does what it promises to do, and so I can't knock it that way. If I had to rate it, I'd, I'd probably rate it four stars because it, it's, it's, not, not de- it's not not delivering on its promise, but it just doesn't do it in any elegant manner or form at all. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's where's my droid. So I get it. I mean, it does what it does, and all these people have said that, you know, oh, it's great, I found my phone because I can use it this way, but there's, there are better apps out there that do it better and nicer. Yeah, it seems, uh, it seems yeah.
2: like it's more for the... I it fell on the cushion of my couch and I need to locate it more than it is for somebody stole it and I need to figure out who it is and
3: well but the thing is it's trying to do that as well because it will give you the GPS location um, you can lock the you know you can uh, uh, keep unauthorized app changes. Um, So that's an important thing. So you can have some level of control of the phone and then it does have that SIM card protection, which is in beta. Um, But yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, it's like I lost my phone on the couch, make it ring. Right. Yeah. And the other thing too, which I thought was interesting is that if it didn't have the email support, like, I wouldn't be able to test it because I don't have another cell phone. I live by myself. Mm. I don't have, you know what I mean? I'd have to call my buddy and say, like, hey, can you text this and do, you know? Like, so, you know, while that's not that hard to find somebody with a phone to text for you, it's an added step of kind of annoyance or so. I was kind of glad that it had the email function as well. So sure. All right. But. So
1: we got some emails and some responses um, from people who have uh, success. And I wanted to share a few with you. This is from Bradley. Uh, I'm a retired. Uh, I'm retired from Peoria, um, Arizona, and about two years ago after 20. 20- Seven years, uh, but stayed on as a reserve officer. I have recovered two stolen vehicles in the last four months where the Android phone with the appropriate app had been left in the car. My recoveries involved Where's My Droid and Lookout and the vehicles were found unattended. This story was not about one of my recoveries, but it made the paper since it involved a robbery and they were able to take the two suspects into custody. There's a link. Wow. Uh, there's a Google link. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah see. And there's uh,
1: mug shots of some guys. See, this is why I don't want to call my phone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm like, well, I don't want to. I've also been watching Breaking Bad a lot, so I'm just like, oh, I'm afraid.
3: Oh, no, I don't no, want to you talk. Just to- assume that it's a meth deal. <laughs> I don't.
2: Like, know. It's I'm
1: just <laughs> afraid. Sorry. <laughs> I'm paranoid. I told probably the taxi you. driver, honestly. Uh, but anyways, yeah, right. pe- pe- yeah. people use GPS tracking to locate the woman's cell phone which was still in the car. 17 minutes later officers found these guys with a stolen vehicle. The woman had an Android smartphone with an application called Lookout. The application, you know what that is. I showed it off to you. Both men were arrested on suspicion of armed robbery. Now that's one uh, uh, email that we got. And here's another one from Rich. Hey guys, great show. I have had Where's My Droid? Lookout and Seek Droid. When using Juice Defender or the like, Seek Droid has a clear advantage in that it waits more than three minutes. Yes, after five tries, Lookout finally located my phone. The issue is if Juice Defender has shut down internet access. Oh, Lookout will not respond, and you must manually push the button to locate it until it is awake. Please let the pho- folks know.
2: I, I think that's a really good uh, email. Yes.
1: <laughs> that is a very, very good email. Okay, here's another good one. Uh, this is from Jason. Hello, AAA team. My girlfriend is a <laughs> flight attendant, not this Jason. <laughs> My girlfriend is a flight attendant, and on a trip to El Salvador, her HTC Inspire was stolen from the plane. She complained to the security there, but they did not seem to care. She called me from her co-worker's phone, and I logged into her Lookout account. I locked the phone and started... It's screaming. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, the best part was it's screaming from the pocket of one of the security guards who oh. cleared the plane for customs. She got her phone back right away. I have him feeling nothing more uh, than ridicule from his peers as what the security guard received as punishment. That scream option is awesome.
3: That's pretty and, cool. And
1: uh, yeah, I have to agree. So those mm-hmm. are just three samples, and I have a, a ton more on um, uh, Google Plus And thank you, everybody, for sharing. But there was a lot of people who used it, was. it was kind of all all, all of the above. Yeah, totally. All of those apps have helped in one way or another, in one case or another. And it, so.
2: actually, it's interesting because when you think about the three apps that we covered, they, they hit three different price points. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they all, and it almost seems like those price points, maybe to a certain extent, justify those that, in comparison to the other ones. You know? That's
3: a, per- a perfect point I, I, that I failed to make. I was gonna say is that it's a free app, and you get what you pay for. With Where's My Droid? Mm-hmm. It works. It's free. It does it done. But there are no bells and whistles, no add a cool, screaming stuff like that. And right. you know, for me, honestly, Lookout seems best. to be the one I would go with. So.
1: There's also another app called Plan B by Lookout, um, and you can install it remotely from the web, Android Market. Um, I haven't used it myself, but I know that that's out there for. for the I, I don't know. I'm not that I'm going to download every single app, but I, you know, I've got these. <laughs> you might,
2: you might just, Eileen. I'm so you don't, You're, you're addicted to apps. I know.
1: I know and then i 'm just going to have all the fine miles
2: that 's right all right well so th- those are the uh, locate my phone apps that we have on on tap today. Uh, you can vote as you can every week uh, go to let 's see here it 's poll dot cm slash one one nine Poll.cm/119 and let us know which is your favorite. Lookout, Seekdroid, or Where's My Droid? And uh, yeah, just let us know. And, and you know, you could feel free and, and send us an email to aaa at twit.tv and let us know if you have any stories to kind of coincide with these apps. It sounds like sounds like any stories like coinciding with this particular type of app probably be pretty interesting yeah (laughs)
1: yeah, i totally agree and and, you know it's just you got to activate now don't just download you got to activate them and use them you know so
3: i'm warning you guys i'm coming on strong in august with these with this whole polling thing (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna have apps that i can
2: definitively win at least one week in august well i'll tell you one week that you're not going to be coming on strong that's next week because ron will be out uh, so Eileen and I, we're, we're going to do a, a games week. We Yay! can cover a couple of games, games each, one or two games, something like that, because you know we can't talk as long about games. But maybe just kind of feature some games that we're playing and uh, see what you think about that. So if you have any cool games that you're liking, send us an email, aaa at twit.tv, as always, uh, or leave us a voicemail, 347-SHOW-AAA. And, uh, yeah, is that it?
1: I think that's did, it for the did show. We,
2: did we make it? We made it did. All right. Well, so, Ron, uh, go ahead and plug. I hear you have some things on the,
3: on the yeah, top. Yeah, a couple of things. So, you know, as usual, everybody can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash ronxo. But if you're a comics fan, um, some app-related stuff that I've been doing in terms of comics that I thought might interest the all about Android audience. Um, first off, you might know I work for a company called Graphically. We've got an uh, iPhone, uh, iOS app, and as well as an Android app. Keep an eye out on Graphically on Twitter, twitter.com slash graphically. We're going to be making an announcement in the next couple of days, some cool functionality being added to Android that if you like to pay for things, will make it easier for you i'll let you read between the lines there that's a little sneak preview for all of you and then also um uh at San Diego comic-con this weekend both eileen and i are going to be there right yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a good time um i really like to eat i do a, another podcast called the taste of comics about food and comics and uh the guys i do that podcast with uh cb Sobolski, philip Sobolek, uh, and uh, russ cundiff we gathered together and we teamed up with food spotting and we created a guide to the San Diego comic-con on food spotting that you can follow so if you're using the food spotting app on android and you're taking pictures of your of your foods and doing that sort of thing go to foodspotting.com slash ifanboy follow ifanboy there and then you can follow the san diego eating guide and you can um if you unlock uh if you take enough photos of the dishes we recommend you can unlock a badge that you can get in in your food spotting account which is pretty cool and if you find me or one of the other guys at the comic con we're gonna be giving away food spotting t-shirts so uh we love food spotting we love food so definitely check it out so Uh,
1: so that's why i'm wearing this shirt (laughs) <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't uh, watching, I have a um, Mario and Luigi shirt, and it says "Drains" and they're zombified. that's awesome. I'm gonna try and that's wear this shirt. to the Walking Dead panel. So you should. Um, yeah, it's my one of my yeah. Comic Con shirts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>
2: awesome. <laughs> All right, plug.
1: Oh, uh, Eileen at uh, Eileen TV and on Google Plus. it's not. I I don't have. Which the, is
2: just Eileen Rivera.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean it's several numbers but
2: yeah. I don't know plus G, G+ dot two slash TV. oh yeah that oh, too yeah. that works too thanks awesome <laughs> right and I'm at uh, Raygun01 on the Twitter and on Google Plus as well Jason Howell so look for all of us there uh, in the meantime that's it for this week 347 show AAA if you want to leave us a voicemail send us an email at AAA at twit.tv uh, hit us up on Twitter at Android Show show notes can always be found at twit.tv slash AAA and finally you can catch us live every Monday including next Monday from the new studio 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific well ish at live.twit.tv that's it for this week you guys have a fantastic weekend we'll see you next week